What's up, people? It's December 19th, 2020, and there's no real specific purpose to this episode other than me saying what I would normally write down in some form of a journal. Now, for me, this is more or less therapy. It's more or less a form of meditation. They say when you kind of speak to yourself, it's a, way to, a good way to reflect on what's going on in your head and to connect the dots for the things that you're feeling and attach it to the things that you're doing. I'm not going to promote this episode on Instagram. I'm not going to send any emails out. I'm just, I'll publish it, but that's it. I'm not going to share it with anybody. If people happen to fall upon it, they fall upon it. But what I want to do, at least for myself, is really start talking through some of the things that go through my mind on a daily basis. What motivates me, uh, what bothers me, and how it all links into what goes on in advanced training. So what I'll talk about right now is we had a, a very typical slash interesting last few days in advanced training. So, like I said, it's December 19th. Two days ago, we had a relatively big snowstorm here in Staten Island. It left us with, I don't know, somewhere between 7 and 10 inches of snow on the ground. Why is this important? Because our crew, we now train outside. We train outside once a week. We are trying to balance out uh, the pandemic, people's work schedules, people's life schedules. So we essentially, we train every Saturday outside at 6.45 a.m. And sometimes you are at the mercy of the of weather. Now, to make matters worse, right? So we have seven to ten inches of snow on the ground at the field that we train at. To make matters worse, this morning it was slated to quote unquote feel like ten degrees. Now, you could probably guess where this is going. You got to think about we have a crew of let's say about twenty guys. And what I've realized in any form of a leadership position, it was that when you make a decision, fifty percent of the people are going to be happy and 50% of the people are going to be upset. And they're not always going to tell you that, right? You're going to have three to four people that are going to come out on one end of the spectrum. They're going to be uh, the cerebral guys that say, hey, coach, let's, let's measure the risk versus reward. Is it really worth going out there and training and somebody gets hurt? And then you got the meathead guys like, I don't care about myself. I don't care about anybody else. Let's just go out there and if I break my leg, I break my leg. And then you got the guys in between that aren't saying anything. But regardless, once you make that decision to keep a workout on or off because of the snow on the ground, again, you're going to anger 50% of the guys, and then you're going to make the other 50% of the guys happy. So, what happened? Well, we go out. I go out yesterday to do a drive-by to see what the field conditions look like. I go by Bloomingdale Park where... Joe Sarno, Coach Joe Sarno of Headstrong, he's actually shoving out a, a section for his guys to work out in. Now, that would have been a pretty good option, except I think we had we needed a little bit more real estate for what we were planning on doing. So it should be noted that we are currently in week two of our NCAA-style bracket challenge for tw- the fall of 2020. So the way that thing's working is, like, you got 16 seeds. We're now down to the Elite Eight. This is a week to have this challenge. And the challenge has already it's been written. It is a 40-yard slider to a 40-yard sled drag. So we need a lot of real estate. So the the thing that Joe was digging out probably wasn't going to work for us, nor the amount of guys we had. And to get to this field, there's a a relatively big hill that was not shoveled, and there's a bunch of ice. And my thought was, all right, if we're going to bring our toys up this hill, someone's probably going to snap their neck falling up or down the hill as they're moving these toys from my truck to the field. 
So I see Joe, I talk to him a little bit, uh, there's little kids running around the park. I'm like, well, we could definitely run in this, but tomorrow morning, it's going to feel like 10. Like, right now, it's pretty nice. It's probably like 25 degrees, the sun's shining, the snow's got that nice powdery feel, uh, but it's still pretty nice. But tomorrow morning, it's going to be a different story. So then I drive over to the other field, Owl Hollow, where we normally work out. There is no hill, so it's a lot easier to get from your car to the field. On the flip side, the, the, the field there, for whatever reason, it seemed like more people had run on top of the snow. So it was, the snow was matted down. If you know anything about shoveling, once you step on snow, you really pack that thing in, and now it's really hard to shovel that snow. So it's, I don't know. This is not good. So I called Joe Morechko, who I happened to have seen as I was driving out of Bloomingdale. He was uh, walking his dog with his fiance. I say, Joe, what do you think? I show him a FaceTime. What, what do you think we should do? He's like, I don't know. You know, could we could we just bump this thing back to next week? You know, he's he's matured. He's using his using his brain. I said we could. I don't want to, but we could. Uh, and the reason I didn't want to was that in my mind, I thought if we did this workout, when people came out on the other side of it, they'd be a different person. It says a lot to wake up on a Saturday morning and work out. It says even more to wake up on a Saturday morning to work out in the snow. And it says even more to wake up on a Saturday morning in the dark to work out in the snow when it feels like 10 degrees. Because now that snow, it's like a brick. And part of me wanted these guys to experience it. But then there's the other part of me as their coach who also feels personally accountable for these guys' health. And I genuinely don't want them to be in a situation where some kid gets frostbite, uh, some kid falls down and gets hurt. I don't want that to happen. That's on me, and some of these guys got a lot more to live for physically than I do. Anyway, me and Joe, we kind of decide, all right, let, let's just do it. We're, we'll, we'll alter the workout so that we're doing things that are less of a risk, meaning there's snow. Let's just make most of the workout that we're holding on to a prowler. So now it's kind of like a walker, right? The, the odds of you falling are a lot less. So I go home. Uh, what I do is, you know, my, my now my driveway's got, I'm worried about this. How am I going to get the stuff from my garage into my truck without breaking my face. Yeah, I shoveled. Yeah, I threw down salt. But, you know, this, 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 the water comes down your driveway. It starts to freeze. So what I do is I clear out my driveway. I actually resalted before I went to the field to give myself enough lead time. So I resalt. Now everything's nice. I go back. I reshovel my driveway. And then I very gingerly move all of the toys for the next day into my truck. Also, knowing that it's going to be feels like 10 degrees the next day, what I start doing is prepping the tool, the toys inside of my truck. So for example, with this challenge, these guys are going to have to pull a sled. Well, they were going to pull this sled using a, one of those straps. Rather than wait till the next day to put the strap in, I put the strap inside the sled that day. Sounds like a stupid thing, but when you are freezing and your hands are numb because we're going to be doing sliders too in the snow, you want to have this stuff all ready to go. I was also putting the weights in a certain way so they can get in and get out. So I go in, I load the truck, I start writing down the workout on paper, and I was going to tell the guys the next day, I was going to send them a video saying, this is exactly what we're doing, this is how much weight we need on each thing, so we really could have been fast in and fast out. In addition, I was going to bring not one, but two sleds, because normally when we do our challenges, one guy goes and the other guy goes. But to, to minimize the time these guys would have been on the field, I was going to have them both go at the same time. So again, me understanding it's going to be cold. Let's get fast in, fast out. I don't want these guys standing around getting frostbite in a feels like 10. Well, 
Needless to say, and let me also say, I had also sent out a text message the day before that saying, be emotionally ready to go out and train in the snow. Just let, let you guys know. You know, guys were already saying before this, uh, it's gonna, it feels like seven. This is going to be rough. How are we going to handle this? Now I'm saying, guys, be emotionally ready. So while I'm at Owl Howl, I take a video of the field and send it to the guys. I say something like, this is an, this is an Antarctica, man. This is Owl Howl Field. Get ready to go. I don't know if I should have done that or not, because I think some of the cerebral guys started thinking through it and saying, this isn't a good idea. And what happens is they start posting on our group chat of about 20 people, maybe we shouldn't do this. Now, the way I, and I, there's a lot of research on this, and it could be wrong, but when you put something out there in the world, there are times where it's more likely to happen. So, for example, before the 1986 World Series, Bill Buckner says, it's everybody's dream to be a World Series hero. Everybody's fear to have a ball, the winning run go through your legs, right? Now, I know a lot of stuff happened in that World Series, but a ball goes through Bill Buckner's legs, right? It leads to the Mets winning the World Series. So once guys put that out there, I felt like, you know what? I can't do this now. I can't do this because now that we put it out there, some guy's going to be thinking about using the prowler, falling down, breaking his face on the, the bar of the prowler, and then it, it's going to more likely to happen. So what I do is I cancel the workout. And then I unload my truck. And when I get back in the house, I am already bracing myself for all the, the other guys to say, uh, Coach Mahoney's soft. We should have done this. Now, some guys, they genuinely are just hard dudes, and they legitimately mean it. They'll go train in any condition. They don't care. I'm talking about a guy like Joe Derrida. The guy lifts weights outside. That's insane Joe Derrida. Some guys were secretly, ah, oh, this is great. I get to tuck in, be a little soft tomorrow morning put on my pajamas, or watch a little cartoons, whatever the hell you guys do. Uh, but they'll still say I'm soft, because it comes with the territory. And if you're going to lead a group, it comes with the territory, right? Still eats at me, still bothers the hell out of me, but I know it's part of the, the role of leading a group of men. Anyway, the reason I make these decisions, it's not for me. It's for them. I don't care, and I know that I need to be comfortable being uncomfortable. I need to continually put myself in these situations because, yeah, I'm worried about losing a step. I've seen the text, Coach Mahoney's losing a step, his feet hurt, he's slow. I can't let these guys get that edge on me at all. I can't let anybody get an edge on me. So I'm saying to my wife last night, like, this is eating me up. And she said, look, don't let this bother you. They wanted you to cancel it. It's not you. You're always worried that these guys are going to call you soft. It was them, not you. So I'm like, eh, it kind of made me feel better for about three seconds. And I was like, you know what? I still, I still wish that they could have gotten through the other side of this. But again, as Pete Amorosi said, it probably wasn't worth the risk. But damn, that reward would have been great to get up and have that lasting memory in your head. I went out and I trained in this ice in 10-degree weather. But yeah, it's, this, again, this is not about them at this point. Well, it's not about me at this point. It's about them. I don't want any of them to get hurt, especially now that we've put this out into the world. So uh, I got all my clothes ready tonight, and I knew I'm going out there. I had some guy say, hey, you want to do a workout? No, I don't. Now I don't want to work out with any of you guys because I'm not, I'm not going to be responsible for anybody getting injured. So I got all my clothes ready, got everything prepared, uh, and I said I, I knew what I was going to do. I was going to go to the field, and I was going to shovel out a part of that field. Why? Because... Two reasons. One, I think it's a great workout. Two, my best friend, he is nonstop bragging that he got a snowblower. 
and he made this uh, statement on Thursday saying every person should have a snowblower. And I've made the statement many a times that any able-bodied person who can should continue to shovel as long as possible. Now, if you're not able-bodied and you're a health risk, then definitely don't do it. But you need to keep moving as much as you possibly can. And he was like, everybody should own a snowblower. I said, no, they shouldn't. It should only be people that can't get it done. So I wanted that workout in. Plus, I wanted to make a point to myself that I am okay being uncomfortable. That I'm okay getting up. And I went there early. I went there about 6 o'clock. I'm okay getting up. I'm okay being cold. I don't care. This is not about me. So I go out and I get on this field and it is a brick. So imagine 6 o'clock in the morning. Feels like, I don't know what it felt like, but it was supposed to feel like 10. Maybe it felt like 15. I have no idea. And it felt like a brick. And I was like, you know what? These guys were right. I hated admitting it. But they're right. We could not have worked out this morning. There's no way we could have done our actual workout. We could have shoveled snow, possibly, but there's no way we could have worked out. Someone would have snapped their ankle. The toy wouldn't have moved. It was legitimately like sheets of ice. Uh, I would deem myself a, a very good shoveler if I have my own shovels. I'll make that big caveat. So I have specific shovels that I use. If somebody hands me their shovel, I'm probably not that good of a shovel, but I'm a pretty good shoveler. I also say that I could shovel both lefty and righty. I've taught myself to do that, so it helps me really not have to take many breaks. I am ambidextrous. I was a switch hitter, uh, but I'm ambidextrous when it comes to shoveling. So I'm getting in there. I'm like, oh, my God, this is not good. This is really not good. So I'm just kind of banging my way through it, but I'm just so fired up by the, the Coach Mahoney soft comments and by my own personal fear of losing a step that I really don't care. I'm, I'm smashing through the snow, and I get myself to probably a good – 20 yards when I see another car pull up. I'm like, who the hell is this? And it turns out, and you guys know if you've trained at uh, Owl Howell, there's a, a nice little Russian lady who walks the park. Well, there she goes, and she starts walking the park. So now it's just me and her in the park, in the dark. Then about 20 minutes later, who comes through? But our other Russian friend, uh, I think his name is uh, Oleg, right? Another guy. He's a beast. He runs around. He does handstands. I'm like, all right, look, I got good company here. I got the, the two of the toughest people I know walking around. There's nobody else at this park. So now about 25 yards in, some other dude comes in a car, and he's got like a snowblower or a pl- I don't know what the hell it is, but he can't, He's he comes up behind me, he's like, how big of a section are you clearing out? I said, man, I'm just working out. I, don't, I, really, I really don't care. So he tries to snowblow, he can't. He tries to shovel, he can't. He gets on the phone, and now he, there's this arsenal of guys show up. Now what these, it turns out, these guys want to play soccer. And now I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, huh, you, know, you guys have heard my feelings on soccer. So I, and they're like, look, I hear them saying it. Man, this guy, he's just working out. He's crazy. And, I, and I'm like, this is awesome. This, this is what I'm talking about. Like, this is the stuff that makes me tick. I like that. I want them to think that this guy's a nut. I want them to think, what the hell is this guy doing? But at the same time, it's eating at me. Because why are they getting up and shoveling? You know, if our guys, if our crew wanted to do this, really wanted to do it, like, really genuinely wanted to do it. Why didn't they go shovel? Joe Sarno, he shoveled Bloomingdale for his crew. He, he wants it. But where's the other 17 guys who were so tough and so willing to go do this uh, to work out that they weren't out there shoveling? And it, it just made me say, Christ, these guys want it more. Now, for me, you may say, hey, man, why didn't you go shovel the night before? Because I genuinely wanted people to do the workout in the snow. Like, that was kind of my thing. I didn't want to shovel because I wanted them to blast through the snow. Guys will say, we, we had done a sliders in the snow. 
I don't know when it was. Maybe it was February this year. It's made a lasting impact on Joe Marenchko's life doing sliders in the snow, running a prowler through the snow. I wanted to recreate that environment. So that's personally why I did not shovel snow last night to get this thing ready. Having said that, these dudes were out there to play soccer. They were concerned about, obviously, snapping their leg, and they were shoveled. So uh, as I'm leaving, I hear him again saying, this guy's nuts. This guy went out and shoveled just for a workout. So yeah, I did. I did shovel just for a workout, but I also, you know, you got to always scratch your own itch. So what also is shoveled out is a 30-yard by, I don't know, maybe 5 to 7-yard runway. So if we want to, we can go back and sprint or slider or something in that little span. Now, by the time I left, that crew had gotten like a high-powered, I don't know what you call it, a snowblower or a plow. I don't know what the hell it was, but they actually started to move some of the snow. But when I was there, they were legitimately struggling, which again gave me pride in I am a pretty good shoveler. And you know, there's three other grown men out there trying to make headway, and I'm I'm making the headway of three other guys, but you know, only because I'm pretty good with my shovel and the shovels that I have. But shit, like this this is me trying to put myself in uncomfortable situations. Because I need to be comfortable in those uncomfortable situations. It is why I'm going to take a cold shower later. It's why I eat uh, sardines and beans and sauerkrauts for breakfast. I I don't want to be average. I don't want to be uh, the guy who gets caught up to by the guy that he's training. And yeah, it's going to happen. It already did happen. There are guys that are absolutely better than me. But I'm not going to make it easy. I'm not going to ride off into the sunset. I'm going to be hard to beat. I'm going to keep coming for you. So these are the things that I'm going to do to myself as long as I can so that no one else could do something worse to me. I want to push myself harder than someone else can push me. So I don't know where the hell this whole conversation is going. But again, this is the, the thoughts that I've had on this crazy, interesting, slash typical day in advanced training. You make any decision at advanced training, half the guys love it, half the guys hate it. But these are decisions you have to make because you are weighing out your own self and everybody else in the program. Again, it's not just about me. So maybe there's some trainer out there. Maybe this will impact you in the right or the wrong way. You know, maybe you're trying to quote-unquote toughen up your guys, but it, I don't know. You really do need to weigh out the risk, the risk and the reward. So what I'm sitting here de debating to myself is, did I deny these guys today that opportunity to go out in the snow and experience training when it feels like 10 would they ever be able to get this back in their life? Or was it really not worth it? Because if uh, some guy snaps his ankle, is it worth it? I don't know. Right now I'm going to say it wasn't worth it. But I'll say at least for me, I was able to go out there and get it. Uh, again, I have no good answer. Maybe I should. I've been in this business for, I don't call it a business, but in this gig for over 20 years. I still haven't figured it out. Maybe I will before I'm all said and done. But I don't know if anybody's got everything figured out. People think they got things figured out, and then you mature and you grow. Then you look back 10 years, and you say, I didn't know anything. You think you know everything right now, and you look back 10 years from now, and you say, man, I, I knew nothing. I was an idiot. And if you don't say that, then you haven't progressed. If you don't look back and say, I didn't know anything, then you really haven't progressed in anywhere that you've been. All right, this was kind of a, a rambling podcast. Again, this was more for me than for anybody else. But I will say that I will rest easy knowing that I got up early this morning. I shoveled for no reason. And I told my friend about the, who had the snowblower and said, I, I shovel for fun. You've disappointed me as a human being. But uh, I got to love him because he said, I stand by my decision. At least he's resolute 
in his beliefs of laziness. All right, people. If you listened, I hope you enjoyed it. If you got pissed off, you're welcome. 